Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakut HaSichas, Chedekid Aleph, Parshas Vayakel, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learned the Pasuk of Vayas Betzalel Esa Oren, and Betzalel made the Oren, and the Rashi on it. And there are four parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask two questions on Rashi. Number two, present and explain an earlier Rashi. Number three, based on this explanation of the earlier Rashi, answer the two questions on our Rashi here. And number four, present the Yenish Altera in Rashi. On the Pasuk in our Parsha, where it says, Vayaz betzalel esa'arin v'gemer, and betzalel made the arin, so Rashi quotes the words, Vayas betzalel, and Rashi explains, L'fisha nosa nafshay al ha-malacha, yeser because he gave his nefesh for the malacha, more than the remaining chachamim. So therefore, Nikris al Shmai, it's called by his name. Now it's understood that the intent of Rashi is to answer a simple question that arises here. And that is, what was different about the making of the Arun, that specifically here the Torah tells us that Betzal made it, unlike all the other Kalim, where it just says Vayas and it doesn't tell us who made it. And Rashi answers this question by saying that because he gave his nefesh for this work of making the Aaron more than the remaining Chachamim, therefore Nikris al Shmai, it's called by his name. And there are two questions on this Rashi. Number one, it's understood that not each of the Chachmei Lev that was involved in the building of the Mishkan and making the Kalim was able to participate in every detail of the making of the Mishkan. But rather, each one did their own part. And if that's the case, so why not explain the Pasuk literally that Betzalel actually made the Aaron? Why does Rashi have to explain it that because he gave from his nefesh for the work of the Aaron more than everyone else, that's why it's called by his name. Why don't we say, why doesn't Rashi explain that he actually made the Aaron like it says in the Pasuk? And even though Betzalel as the head of all the Chachmei Lev, as it says that he was filled with Chachmei, to be able to do in all the Malachas Machshevahs, and he was also the one that instructed the other Chachmei Lev. So even though as such he participated in making all the Kalim, but we can explain that by the Aaron, which is the most important of all of the Kalim, he did it entirely on his own, so since he was the greatest of all of them, and the Aaron is the most important of all the Kalim, so therefore, by the Aaron specifically, Betzalel did it entirely on his own. So why don't we learn? Why don't we learn it that way? Why doesn't Rashi learn it that way? That Vayas Betzalel's Aaron means literally that Betzalel actually made the Aaron. And the second question is, since the pasuk says Vayas Betzalel, so why does Rashi change and say Nafshay Al Hamalacha? Rashi should have written Nafshay al Why does Rashi use the word Malacha and not the word Asiyah, which is used in the Pasuk? The key to answering these two questions on Rashi is understanding an earlier teaching of Rashi. So this will be understood by first returning to an earlier teaching of Rashi in Parshas Truma regarding the Kapairas Arin. Rashi says about the Kapairas on top of the Arin, even though the Torah did not give a measurement to its thickness, that its thickness was a Tefach. And the question is, why does Rashi tell us the thickness of the Kapairas, which he doesn't do with any of the other cases? And this question is especially since there is no proof to it in Pshutta Shemikra and it must come from Perusha Rav So why does Rashi tell it to us? 
And the answer is that with this, Rashi is answering why the Torah changes from the norm. And it says, Va'asu, by making the Aaron, unlike by all the other Kalim where it says, Va'asisa. Why does the Torah switch from Va'asisa, which means, and you, singular, should make this Kli or this Beged, and by the Aaron it switches to say, Va'asu, and they, plural, should make it. Now we're going to address one point over here, and that is that when it says Vasisa, it doesn't mean that Moshe should make it specifically himself. For it's understood that Vasisa doesn't mean literally that Moshe himself should make it, which is impossible. It's impossible for one person to make all the Kalim and all the Bugadim. Also, it clearly says, So obviously it doesn't mean Vasisa, you Moshe. And thirdly, and even more so, Rashi says, Moshe didn't participate in making any of the Malach in the Mishkan. And so it must mean that Moshe only gave over the command. So the question is, why does the Torah switch from Va'asisa, which it uses by the making of the other Kalim and the Bugadim, to Va'asu? One point over here is that this idea that when it says Vasisa can mean to give over the command, we find it elsewhere as well. Like for example, it says Vayihi Bainair, and Rashi explains that's Vayihi Kayin Bainair. Kayin built a city. Now obviously Kayin did not build the whole city. Rather, it means that he gave over the instructions. So also here, when it says Vasisa, it means to give over the instructions. So if it means to give it over to others, why does the Torah switch by the making of the Aaron and say Vasu? It's going from the singular to the plural. And because of this, so we must say it's teaching us that the urn was unable to be made by one person. And and the explanation for why it can't be made by one person is where Rashi is providing us when he says that the thickness was a tefach. And the explanation is that the caparis was a tefach thick, which one person is unable to work with work with such an item alone. A person can't work with a piece of gold that's a tefach thick, the size of the caparis. And so Rashi tells us the thickness of the caparis in order to explain an answer to us why it says also by the Aaron, because the Aaron could only be made by a Rabbim, not by one person. There had to be other people involved, not just one person. Now, regarding the crushing, we know they couldn't be lifted by one person, but that's only regarding the crushing when it comes to lifting them up and building the Mishkan. But they could be made by one person while they're lying on the ground, which is not the case by the Kaparis, especially because when it comes to the Kaparis, Part of making the kaparis in the urn is placing the kaparis on top of the urn, which certainly one person alone is unable to do that, to pick up the kaparis and place it on the top of the urn. So now we understand why Rashi tells us the thickness of the kaparis. It's in order to answer the question of why did the Torah switch by the making of the urn to say va'asu, unlike what it says by all the other kalim and gadim, where it says va'asisa. Based on this, we can now answer the questions on our Rashi here. So based on this, when in our parsha it says Vayas and it simply means that Batsal made the Aaron himself, the question arises that we learn that it is made through a Rabbim. Like it says Vasu. And more importantly, it's not just that technically the instruction was that it should be made through a Rabbim, but that it's impossible for one person to make it. And because of this, therefore Rashi explains that it means Therefore, not because he actually built it, because that's impossible, but rather because he was Moiser Nafshei on the work of the Aaron more than the other Chamim. Therefore, Nikras Al And since all the Chachmelev dedicated themselves to the work, and so the question is, why is it called by his name? So therefore, Rashi adds on, not just Nafshei Alam Locha. He also says, So that explains to us why Rashi explains the Pasuk to mean. Not that he actually built it himself, because that's impossible. 
but rather that it was because Moser nafshe alamlocha. And the reason it's him and not the others, because by him it was Yosem Mishar Chachamim. However, the question is then the opposite. Since the main greatness of Vitzalel was Ulahiris Nosan Belibay, that he oversaw everything, he was the teacher of the Chachmilev, in each and every Malacha, every detail he had to oversee, like we mentioned earlier. So certainly he did this with all the Kalim. And if that's the case, why is it only emphasized by the Aaron? And therefore Rashi uses the word Hamalacha and not Asiyah. Because Asiyah includes all aspects that are part of completing something. When we say Asiyah, it means everything that's involved in the making of the thing. Including the learning about it, and not just the labor itself. And we find this in Rashi by, by the Briya Sa'ilam. Twice we have the word Vayas, and once Rashi says Tiknay al Amday. Another time he says Tiknam B'Tsevyenam Uvikemasam, which means it involves all the details of making it, not just the physical part setting it up, establishing it, every aspect is included in Vayas. Whereas Malacha means the labor of doing something. And this we also see in another place. Rashi says that Hiktim, this is the beginning of Parshas Vayakel, it says, Hiktim It tells us that the Malachas HaMishkan is not Deich Shabbos. And the question is, there are aspects of the Malachas HaMishkan that are Deich Shabbos. For example, learning about it. And the answer is that it doesn't say Asiyas HaMishkan, which it could include learning about it. It says Malachas HaMishkan. Malachas HaMishkan refers to the physical labor. And so Rashi tells us the word HaMalacha to tell us that what's unique over here is that of course in all, with all the other Kalim, Betzal was very involved. But what was special over here, and so the specialness in this Nafshev Betzal by the Aaron extended all the way to the labor itself. And that's why Rashi uses the word HaMalacha to explain to us what's unique about Betzal's involvement specifically by the Aaron. By the other things, it could have been that he oversaw it, that he gave instructions and guidance, and he, he, he guided the process. But when it came to the Aaron, it extended all the way to the Malacha, to the labor itself. And because of that, that's why the Torah says, Vayas Bitzalel as Aaron. It says the name of Bitzalel. From the initial Torah and Rashi, the Kayach of Mesir Snefesh is above all the Kayachas of a person, both the Kayachas Makifim and the Kayachas Primim. However, the ultimate purpose is that the Kayach of Mr. Snefesh should permeate and penetrate all the Kayachas of a person all the way to the lowest of all the Kayachas, the Kayach Maisa. And Rashi hints to this in the Mr. Snefesh of Betzalel by saying, which is the idea of Mr. Snefesh, which means it goes all the way down to the Kayach Maisa. So the Yenosh Terah is this idea that the goal of the Mysterious Nefesh is that it should reach all the way down into every one of the person's Kaychas, even and all the way to the Kayach HaMaisa. And through this, when this happens, that a person brings the Kayach HaMaisa Nefesh all the way down to the Maisa, not only do all the Kaychas operate in a different way because they are now being animated by the Mysterious Nefesh, that's, that's inside of them, but they themselves become uplifted to a higher level. The kaychas themselves become different kaychas. It's not just that they're being imposed upon by the mysterious nefesh of the person, but they actually become uplifted on their own. And Rashi hints to this in the words, that all the kaychas, including the highest of them, which is the one, the kaych of Chachma, are uplifted to a higher level. They're yaiser mishar chachamim. It gets uplifted to a higher level. And this is also understood from the saying of Ein Chacham Kabbalah Nisoyen that through an Esoyen that actually happens, it actually elevates the Chochmah of a person. And Rashi concludes, Nikris al Shmoy, 
that because of this Nikras al Shmai, meaning that all of this is accomplished because through the Mesiris Nefesh, we draw down the level of Kesser. That's what Nikras, Nikras means to draw down, which is higher than all the spheres. Kesser, the word Shmai, when it says Nikras al Shmai, so Nikras means to draw down. Shmai refers to Kesser, and Kesser is higher than all the spheres, and it has an impact, impact on them, and therefore it does the same thing with the Kaychas of a person which come from the spheres. So when a person draws down the level of Kesser, and the level of Kesser impacts all the spheres that are beneath it, this also causes that it impacts the Kaychas of a person which come from the spheres. And this Kaych of Mr. Snevish came to Betzalel as a Yerusha from his grandfather Chur. That he had Mitzurus Nefesh to stop the Chet Egel, which the Chet Egel is the opposite of Vishachanti Besaycham. Meaning, what are we saying here? That Chur had Mitzurus Nefesh for Vishachanti Besaycham. We know that the Chet Egel is the opposite of Vishachanti Besaycham, and therefore the Kapara for the Chet Egel was the Mishkan, the Vishachanti Besaycham. So it comes out that Chur had Mitzurus Nefesh for Vishachanti Besaycham, and therefore his grandson, Betzalel, was Moser Nasha. He had Mitzurus Nefesh for the Malachas Aaron. Where by the Oren, that's where there was the main Gilui of Vishachan Tebesaycham. Since Betzalel got this Mesiris Nefesh from his grandfather Chor, so therefore the above idea that we said earlier about the Kaycha Mesiris Nefesh being above all the other Kaychas of a person, and ultimately its goal is to go into those Kaychas, so this above idea is also hinted to in the name Betzalel, his father's name and his grandfather's name. So it's Betzalel ben Uri ben Achor. So Uri is related to the word Ur, which refers either to Zah or Chachma, which is the beginning of the ten spheres. And Chur is related to the word Nekev. Chur is a whole and Nekev is a whole, which is the Nukva, because Nekev is like Nukva, the sphere of Malchus, which is the last of all the levels of the spheres. And then we have Betzalel, which Betzalel is Betzel Kel, which is a level above these others. Since Kel is Chesed, or Kel is entirely higher than Zon Malchus and all the ten spheres. Since Kel is the first name of the Yud Gimam And certainly Tzel Kel is above all of the spheres. Since Tzel Kel means it's the Makif of Kel. And this fits with the above idea that the Kayach of Mr. Snefesh is above all the Kayachs of a person, both the Kayachs Makifim and the Kayachs Pnimim, which when we're talking about the relationship to the worlds, so Malchus, which you said is connected to Chor, is the Kayachs Pnimim, and Zah, which is connected to Uri, is considered Makifim relative to its relationship to the world. And so this fits with the above idea that the Kayach of Mr. Snefesh is above all the kaychas, all the kaychas, both the makifim and the pnimim, and it draws down from the level of kesser. And now we could also understand why Moshe commanded Betzalel to first make the kalim and only afterwards the mishkan. And Betzalel first made the mishkan and only afterwards the kalim. Since the level of Betzalel is above makifim and pnimim, and on that level, that's above the makifim and pnimim, there the pnimim are higher than the makifim. So therefore, Moshe wanted him to first make the kalim, which are pnimim, and afterwards the mishkan, which is makifim. Since Betzal comes from a level that's above pnimim and makifim, and on that level, the pnimim are higher than the makifim. However, Betzal said that even though this is his level, nevertheless, until one reaches this level, he must rise up from level to level and work through a regular seder, and in that path, First, the person must draw down the makifim, and then the makifim have an effect on the pinimim. 
And so therefore, B'Tzal set the first build the Mishkan, and only afterwards make the Kalim.